This episode of Ask Theory was made possible by Epimetrics, a Philippine-based health research institution as part of a special initiative called Life Stages, How to Do Everything Again Differently, supported by SM Prime Holdings and the National Resilience Council. It's been more than a year since the COVID-19 pandemic turned our world upside down. Many struggled and continue to struggle to put food on their tables while trying to avoid getting infected. Many got infected, some multiple times, and many, way too many, lost their lives or their loved ones to the virus. The rollout of COVID-19 vaccines in the Philippines is a ray of light in this seemingly endless bleakness, a beacon of hope promising some semblance of normalcy. However, it's important to understand exactly what kind of protection these vaccines can offer and what we can safely do after we get vaccinated. Our guest on today's show is Dr. John Wong, a Filipino epidemiologist with over 30 years of experience in epidemiology and health systems research. In 2016, he became the first Filipino to win the Rue Prize, an international award that honors innovation in the application of disease burden research. From the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, or IHME, of the University of Washington. He is a co-founder and current senior technical advisor of Epimetrics, a public health research firm, where he continues to work with the Department of Health, the IHME, and USAID, among others, in reforming the health system while training and working with young researchers in public health. We talked about what Pinoy's need to know about COVID-19 vaccines, what we can and can't do after getting the COVID-19 vaccine, how to prepare ourselves in case a family member gets infected, how COVID-19 variants affect vaccine effectiveness, why we're sure that COVID-19 vaccines are safe and that they weren't rushed, and more. Welcome to this special episode of Ask Theory. Hi, Mikael. Good afternoon. I really appreciate you joining us here on the show. Lalong-lalo na ngayon, mainit na topic ang vaccines dito sa Philippines. Paano po ba kayo naging interested sa science? And how did you enter the field of epidemiology and public health? Well, I've been interested in science since I was a kid, no? in grade school. Uh-huh. And I got interested in the field of medicine no? uh, because I read about doctors in the field no? who were able to help people during times of war. Mm-hmm. I got interested in epidemiology or the field of public health because in public health, in contrast to clinical medicine, you can help more people. So we always say now we're also able to save lives, but millions at a time. Wow. Actually, one of the earliest guests on the show also works in the field of public health. So I definitely agree with what you said about public health. And, you know, our listeners always appreciate uh, hearing accurate medical information and advice from experts, especially about the vaccines. Ano-ano po ba yung mga vaccine na available sa Philippines? Ilan ba talaga? Kasi parang ang dami pong brands. Yeah, there are many brands. No? Although they differ in terms of how they deliver the or how they create the immunity, they all end up doing one thing, no? which is they introduce or produce 
the spike protein of the coronavirus. Uh, the spike protein is the is the protein on the surface of the virus, and this spike protein causes the body to produce immunity. Mm-hmm. So they just differ in terms of how that spike protein is produced or introduced into the body. Here in the Philippines, I think we have three. No? Like I said, no, they differ in terms of how they introduce the spike protein into the body. No? But they're all effective, no? especially against severe disease and death. Isa po sa mga kinakatakutan kasi ng tao kapag uh, nagpapabakuna ay, ay ayokong ilagay yung sakit sa loob ng katawan ko. So, gusto ko lang pong klaruhin, ito bang mga vaccine na to, nilalagay po ba natin mismo yung coronavirus sa loob ng katawan natin? How do they work po ba? It differs. No? Some, like what you said, no? some introduce yung, yung virus itself. No? But this is a killed or inactivated virus, meaning uh, this is a version of the virus that cannot cause disease. Whereas others, they don't introduce the virus itself. They introduce just a component of the virus. No? For example, yung Novavax just introduces the spike protein no? without the virus, so it cannot replicate or cause disease. And then there are others which introduce RNA, mm-hmm. which gives uh, your own cells the instructions as to how to produce the spike protein. But none of these introduce any active virus, meaning any virus that can cause infection. Some of the side effects that uh, people experience after the vaccination, no? like fever, you know, these are just signs that your immunity you know, is starting to work to build T-cells or build B-cells against the virus. So, malinaw yan. Hindi tayo magkakasakit dahil sa vaccine. And kung meron man tayong maramdamang side effects, it's because the vaccine is working. So, it's actually a good sign. Yeah. Nabanggit po natin kanina, ang daming brand. So, paano po ba? How would that work? For example, kung pupunta po ako sa... Uh, anibawa, nagpalista na po ako magpa-vaccine and tatanungin ko na sa LGU namin or sa, anibawa, sa office namin, paano ko ba malalaman kung ano yung tamang type of vaccine for me? Ako ba yung mamimili or ano-ano ba yung tinitignan bago tayo sabihan kung ano yung appropriate na vaccine para sa atin? First of all, although the vaccines differ in terms of effectiveness, no? ranging from 50% to 94%, the best vaccine for you is the vaccine that's available, uh-huh. the vaccine that you can get. We all know that there's a global shortage of vaccines. We cannot afford to choose. But the good news is that all vaccines are 100% effective no, against severe disease and death. No? So mm-hmm. even if you do get an infection and a mild infection, no, at least you're protected against hospitalization and death. So when you go to a vaccination center, They'll screen you first no? because some vaccines are for younger people, some are for older people. Some can be used for anyone with any degree of comorbidity, whereas others can only be used for persons with controlled comorbidities. Okay. Ano po ba yung comorbidities na tinatawag? So comorbidities are pre-existing illnesses. No? So for example, hypertension no? is a pre-existing illness, no? meaning mm-hmm. person develops that no? sometime in their life. And they live with it no, for the rest of their lives. No? They may take medication to control the hypertension, but they have the hypertension for life no, because once they stop taking the medication, no, the hypertension comes back. So comorbidities make a person more susceptible to severe disease or death if they're infected with COVID. No? So especially persons with comorbidities need to be vaccinated as soon as possible. Kaya pala mayroon mga parang categories or classes. Which leads me to my next question. Paano po ba natin malalaman kung uh, when we're scheduled to get the vaccine? For example, 
to my knowledge, wala akong comorbidities. I'm, I'm, and I'm obviously not a senior. Reasonably, kailan po kaya ako mababakunahan? At sino ba talaga yung mga inuuna? So the first four categories no, are, these are the high-risk people. No? So mm-hmm. they call it A1. These are health workers no? kasi they work with patients no? and are exposed every workday to the virus. A2 are seniors or elderly. No? Kasi, again, no, when they're infected with COVID, no, they're 5 to 10 times more likely to be hospitalized or die. Mm-hmm. A3 are persons with comorbidities. No? They have between 2 to 4 times the risk of hospitalization or death no, once infected. No? And then A4, these are the frontline essential workers. Even during lockdowns or quarantine, they have to go to work because they're in, either in the food industry or the security sector. They're necessary or essential no, for society to continue functioning no, and they're frontline. No? So they're also exposed to the virus. No? That's why they're also high risk. No? So you look at each of these categories and see where you fit in. No? So if you don't fit in, you're probably in the lower category no, called, called B. No? So mm-hmm. these are other workers, uh, both in the government and private sector, who are at a lower risk, but also, for example, no, they, they might ride public transportation mm-hmm. or live in uh, communities with high transmission. So they also have some risk. Uh, and then there's category C, you know, these are the rest of the population. You know? So just look for where you qualify you know, and that uh, that's your category. You know? There's no definite schedule of when each category will be vaccinated. You know? It depends on when the previous category will finish most of their population. No? So ah. they won't wait for 100% in the category to finish, no? maybe 70%, and then they'll start with the next one already. Okay. Aabutin kaya po tayo ng 2022? Uh, looks like it. Because uh, right now, we only have committed supplies for about 70% of the population. Ah. So the other 30% will have to wait till 2022. Okay. Likely low-risk people. So, Doc, kayo po, nabakunahan na po kayo, syempre. Uh, not, not yet. Ah, not yet. Wow. Okay. Still waiting for my schedule. Pero have you talked to people who have already been vaccinated? Maybe you could tell us a bit about what, how they described their experience. Kasi marami pong natatakot magpaturo kasi masakit, kasi yun nga, yung mga little doubts nila. So, from the people you've talked to, kamusta po yung experience nila? Usually, the reactions they get are... Of course, no? pain at the, at the site of ejection, mm-hmm. fever, and then for the rest of the day or for at least one day afterwards, they feel very tired. No? So they can't work. Usually they can't work. Okay. But after that, most of them recover. Naman. So I don't, I haven't met or heard of anyone who was hospitalized no, after or who had to be hospitalized after vaccination. But again, no, as, as I told you earlier, these are expected reactions or side effects to the vaccine. Oh. Actually, ako rin eh. May nakakwentuhan ako na na-vaccinate na po siya. And tinanong ko siya, parang hindi ka ba natakot or hindi ka ba nagkaroon ng mga agam-agam about the vaccine? Tapos ang ganda nung sinabi niya sa akin, ang sabi niya, uh, nakakatakot man yung known side effects of vaccination, mas nakakatakot pa rin magka-COVID. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially now, no, because of the surge, no, mm-hmm. the risk of getting COVID is actually much much higher, no, or at the highest point, no, since the start of the pandemic. No? So, if you get a chance, no, if it's your turn or you're in a high risk group, no, you should get vaccinated as soon as possible. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, may iba tayo saglit kasi part of the confusion that goes into yung process of getting vaccinated is yung news that there are variants. May, may sinasabing variants, may strain, may mutation, and it, it sort of parang nabubuo yung doubt sa ibang mga nakausap ko na hindi hmm, naman gagana yung vaccine dun sa bagong uh, variant. Eh. So, ano po bang ibig sabihin itong mga variants ito? And how do they affect yung pagiging effective ng vaccine. Meron ba tayong mga specific variants to watch out for? Yung mga main variants ba? As viruses replicate, well, they multiply, as they multiply, they develop or acquire mutations. No? Mutations are like copying errors. Mm-hmm. When a virus accumulates a lot of, uh, of these mutations, they classify it as a variant. And variants have different characteristics. Most variants are harmless. We don't actually notice them. But there are some variants that are of public health concern. No? So uh, you have the B117 variant, no? which is more transmissible. Uh, you have the B1351 variant, no? which is, they call it immune escape, no? which, which demonstrates immune escape, meaning some of the vaccines no, are less effective against it. No? Mm-hmm. The same is true of the P1 variant. So talking about the variants and the vaccines, for B117, all of the vaccines are still effective. They may be less effective, but still still effective against that. No? So we're not worried too much about that one. But it's, it's a B1351 variant, no? which, because it affects the spike protein, has shown that a lot of vaccines are less, much less effective against it. But the good news is that just as they were really were able to rapidly develop the vaccines, they can also rapidly develop new versions of the vaccine uh, that are effective against these variants. No? So, for example, Pfizer and Moderna, which produced the mRNA vaccine, says they can produce a new vaccine that are effective against this variant in, in maybe two to three weeks. It's a problem now, no? but it's not a problem that cannot be overcome. Speaking of coming up with new improved versions of vaccines to to fight these variants, naalala ko lang po yung usual na argument ng mga anti-vaxxers or the people who do not want to get vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine na sinasabi nila, paanong madidevelop yung vaccine na yan sa sobrang iksing panahon? Aren't you guys afraid of the, hindi yan na-test, hindi yan, hindi yan nasubukan, hindi alam yung side effects yan talaga, nasisinungaling lang ang mga big pharma, ang doktor. What are your thoughts on that and what can you say about yung sinasabi nila na minadali po yung pag-develop ng mga vaccine? So, the vaccines were developed in about, let me, let me see, maybe about 11 months now. But uh, I think what they're thinking of was, because it was done in such a short time, no? uh, the companies cut corners. Mm-hmm. But no corners were cut. Actually, all the steps that were needed in developing the vaccine were also accomplished. But this is how they did it. So the first step is uh, the basic laboratory research, okay. identifying the DNA or RNA of the virus and, and its structure. But remember, don't this is SARS-CoV-2. Mm-hmm. So meaning this is the second version of SARS. 20 years ago, there was another pandemic caused by SARS-1. No? So uh-huh. uh, we've already had the structure of SARS or most of the structure of SARS for 20 years. And a lot of studies have been done on them. No? So this is not uh, laboratory research that was done in such a short time. No? We've had 20 years of laboratory work on this. And then second, the way they sped up the development of the vaccine was they overlapped the stages. No? So normally, there are three stages, phase one, two, and three. In phase one, they try to 
test the safety of the vaccine no? in maybe less than 100 people, healthy volunteers. No? In phase two, they use maybe several hundred people, no? less than a thousand, to again look at safety, but also at dosing no? and effectiveness. And then in phase three, uh, for most of the COVID vaccines, no? they use around 30,000 people no? to look at effectiveness and safety. But normally, these phases are done sequentially, meaning they, they finish phase one first, and then they start phase two. So what they have done here is, before phase one has finished, they already start phase two. Mm-hmm. And before phase two is finished, they already start phase three. You know? So they overlap the stages to shorten the duration. A third thing they did to speed up the process is, once they've proven in the laboratory that, that the vaccines work, and just as they're starting the three phases of the trials, they're already building the, the factories to manufacture this. Mm-hmm. So that on the day after or the week after the US FDA approved this, they've actually already manufactured and packaged this. Once they received approval, now they're able to send it out right away. So these are the ways in which they've been able to develop it in such a short period of time. Thank you for explaining it so well. Kasi I, I really like how you detailed the process. Kitang-kita naman or dinig-dinig naman natin na hindi minadali. And in fact, we should look at this as a positive, na parang mabuti nga when this pandemic happened, we've reached the point as a civilization na we can come up with solutions like this as quickly as possible, reasonably possible, when lives are at stake. Yun sana yung maisip natin, hindi yung automatic titingin tayo sa negative na, ha, ang bilis na develop nito, ibig sabihin nito, may pamimaking naganap. No, we are fortunate that kaya na nating gumawa ng vaccine in a relatively shorter period of time and save more lives. Epimetrics Incorporated is a health research institution geared towards the achievement of health equity through rigorous and creative conception, execution, translation, and communication of health systems and policy research. Since its conception in 2015, the organization has delivered a diverse portfolio of intelligence, insight, and analysis spanning the six building blocks of health systems. The Epimetrics team has provided national decision-makers with evidence and information necessary to make sound decisions and policy. You may follow Epimetrics on social media by searching for the handle at Epimetrics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm pretty sure na lahat tayo gusto nating bumalik ulit sa as close to normal as possible, makalabas ulit, magawa ulit yung mga bagay na ginagawa natin noon, which actually leads me to my next question. Kapag po ba nabakunahan na tayo, uh, lalong-lalo na for yung mga lolo't lola natin, yung mga nanay at tatay natin na priority group na pinabakunahan ngayon, ano-ano po ba yung mga pwede na nating gawin? Let me start by saying that the vaccines are effective against severe disease and death. Pero depending on the efficacy of the vaccine, we still don't know whether they can prevent you from being infected. Meaning, you may be infected, but you may not show any signs of the disease anymore no? because you're vaccinated. Uh-huh. No? But the fact that you're, you have, you're carrying the virus, you may also be able to pass it on to other people. Mm-hmm. And then second, we also have to remember that for vaccines that require two doses, 
you're only fully immunized two weeks after the second dose. Mm-hmm. So you get full protection only two weeks after the second dose. So what can you do after that period of protection has started? You can associate with other people who are also vaccinated Okay. without a mask. Oh, okay. okay? How about people who are not vaccinated? It depends on who they are. No? So you can associate with people who are unvaccinated, no? not vaccinated, without a mask, if none of them are elderly or have comorbidities, mm-hmm. meaning they're not high risk. How about for people who are high risk? Then you have to wear a mask, no? and everyone else should wear a mask. Okay. But you can travel. Ah, yes. You can travel without testing, and you can travel without quarantining after you arrive. Yeah, those are the things that you can do. So yung mga malit na gathering sa labas, uh, how about picnics? Pwede na po yun after, no? Ah, yeah, sure. Uh-oh. Especially if you say picnic, no, that, that means it's outdoors. So outdoors are usually yes. safer than indoors. Although may lumalabas na balita ngayon na parang airborne daw po ang ano. What do we know as of now about that? So initially, what we know about the way SARS-CoV-2 is transmitted is that first it's droplet spread, no? meaning these are large particles. could be saliva or mucus or liquid particles that come out of your mouth or nose when you exhale or talk. Mm-hmm. So most of the transmission is by droplet, what they call droplet. Yes. As droplets go farther, no, they disperse no, and become smaller. And they, these are called aerosols. Mm-hmm. So aerosols, because they're smaller, no, they can travel farther as much as 30 feet away. What this means is that we know the protocol for social distancing, no, which is don't get closer than one to two meters away. Yes. But in an enclosed environment, a restaurant where people, because they're eating, no, they're not wearing masks, aerosols can accumulate. These are also infectious. The new thing we know now is we have to improve indoor ventilation. No? And this can be as simple as just opening uh, doors and windows. Ah, okay. Siguro para safe na rin for everyone. Talagang uh, whether vaccinated or not, at least ako, when I get the vaccine, I will still wear a mask and observe social distancing. Vaccination isn't a guaranteed 100% never na ako magkaka-COVID again sort of deal. It's armor. It's not like completely safe ka from COVID. So it's best to still adhere to those safety practices. Yeah. The, the other analogy they use is the Swiss cheese model. Aha. Okay. So the Swiss cheese model, you know what Swiss cheese is? It is yes, for... it's cheese with holes. No? So each safety protocol, no, for example, wearing masks, is not 100% effective. No? So those are the holes. Yes. So it covers most of you. So for example, masks are about 70% effective. That's the cheese. Mm-hmm. The 30% unprotected part, no, that's the hole. So if you have just one layer of Swiss, Swiss cheese, most of the time you're, you're protected. But in 30% of cases, probably not. So you add another layer, no, which is maybe social distancing. Okay. The second layer will cover the holes of the first layer, but it also has holes. So you still have a small proportion of unprotected. No? So you keep on adding layers until your unprotected part no, or your risk part goes down to almost zero. Mm-hmm. You have masks, you have face shields, you have social distancing, and now we have vaccines. So vaccines are also another layer of protection. Let's uh, have a scenario, for example. Si mama ko po ay senior. Kapag nabakunahan na siya, pwede na po ba siya ulit mamalengke? Pwede na po ba siya ulit uh, maglakad-lakad sa labas? Or mas okay pa rin na hindi muna niya gawin yun? Or is this dependent on government regulations pa rin, whether vaccinated or not? Well, 
government does allow seniors naman to go out for for food no or for mm-hmm. essential activities no but i would say na as much as possible still avoid risk no kasi okay uh, although they're protected from against hospitalization and death depending on which vaccine they she she got she can still get some mild infection nobody wants to get sick no even with some mild infection yeah but uh, again no avoid and again this is going back to the Swiss cheese model avoid crowds avoid uh, mass gatherings avoid large groups of people no who are unvaccinated kasi the more people you come in contact with the bigger the viral load okay ano ba ang dapat nating gawin kapag uh, nangyari ang hindi natin gusto mangyari at meron tayong family member na nagkaroon ng covid so i guess medyo dalawa po yung tanong ko dito is one how do we prepare ourselves in case that happens and two what do we do in case that happens so the first thing no, if you have a family member symptomatic is to get him to consult a, a doctor right away no? so so that they can be diagnosed and referred for testing mm-hmm. if they test negative then that's that's okay it's just the usual things you have to do no, for a respiratory infection but uh, if they test positive then they have to be isolated right away and all of their close contacts usually family members no, but also maybe people they work with should also be quarantined mm-hmm. and then depending on the risk factors of this person she may get, he may may just get a mild infection more severe infections so the health provider will be able to tell that patient no, whether he can safely isolate in a at home no, or in the government facility or may need to be admitted uh, pero kung mild infection lang ito no he can be treated at home and he just needs to treat symptoms lang no whatever symptoms they have no okay. fever cough no yung pagtake ng vitamins natin pag uh, good nutrition sa atin na- nakakatulong po ito na pa- mapalakas yung katawan natin against covid tama po ba there are two in particular no uh-huh. uh, i mean if you eat if you have a balanced diet naman uh, every day uh, you're you're protected naman eh. i mean you're you're unlikely to be deficient naman in any vitamins no or minerals but there are two in particular no uh, vitamin d and zinc Vitamin D, they found uh, protects people against uh, getting the infection. And since a lot of us have been in lockdown or quarantine for a year, you know, we don't, we probably don't go, go out of the house and get exposure to the sun. You know? uh, maybe a lot of us are deficient, you know? so uh, it's good to go out of the house uh, maybe noon time you know, for about 30 minutes you know, just to get some vitamin D. The other is zinc. They've also seen that zinc is also protective when you have the infection. So those two in particular, no, there's there's evidence for them. Related question po. Parang dumadami kasi yung nababalita na gamot sa COVID or ways to prevent COVID. Meron yung uh, mag-inhale ka ng steam, meron yung kumain ka ng bawang. Ano po ba yung danger? Uh, o ano yung, kasi yung iba sinasabi, pag sinubukan natin to, wala namang mawawala. Pero ano ba yung kapahamakan or danger that can happen if we believe these unverified pieces of health advice? So one danger could be if you think this is effective no and this is the only thing you do mm-hmm. you might sort of deprive yourself from uh, taking other medication no? or treatment no? that will help you and second if again no you you parang you're overconfident that uh, this will protect you you might be more complacent no maybe you might not isolate or quarantine anymore no? and therefore infect other people 
I, I just want to clarify then to our listeners na hindi, hindi ko naman hindi naman namin sinasabi na alimbawa yung 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 steam inhalation hindi siya nakaka-relieve ng symptoms. Iba kasi yung kailangan maging malinaw na iba yung pag-relieve ng symptoms or nararamdaman yung pagpapawala ng sama ng pakiramdam sa actual na pag-cure or paglaban sa sakit. So while you do some things to uh, sort of uh, alleviate your symptoms, hindi ito nangangahulugan o hindi nito ibig sabihin na ginagamot mo yung sarili mo. So it's always best to trust what the doctors and the medical experts tell you. And wag tayo agad maniwala dito sa mga cure na ito na walang scientific basis. And naalala ko tuloy yung meron, meron sumikat noon a few years ago, yung parang go bag, yung preparing for emergencies ba, for disasters, ganyan. And meron po ako nabasa na COVID go bag. So ano po ba yung laman ng isang COVID go bag? COVID go bag, you should stock up on things no, that will help monitor your own If, if you get mild COVID. And this is only for mild COVID, no? Kasi for severe COVID, you should actually be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Pero for mild COVID, no? The things that you should have are a thermometer, no? To check for fever. If you can buy one, no? a pulse oximeter, no? To check for oxygen saturation in your blood. Mm-hmm. And common symptomatic medications, no? Like paracetamol for fever or mucolytics, no? For cough. So, and then yung, yung standard uh, alcohol, sanitizer, mga yeah. ganun, no? the usual go-bags. Mahal po ba itong uh, pulse oximeter na to? Uh, yeah, a little. No? It's, I think it's about three to 4,000. No? But you can uh, ah. buy it online. Okay, so investment talaga siya. Pero, you know, just in case, if you if you have the resources for it, it's best to have it. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And definitely, wag nating katamaran ang, like, if makakuha tayo ng vaccine that requires two doses, ang ang hab, ang hindi naman ko nila lahat, pero ang habit kasi ng, natin na nagtitipid o, nag, o minsan tinatamad, yung parang sa atin, ah, okay na yung isang, isang dose lang ng gamot or isang dose lang ng vaccine. Importante that if you have yung vaccines that require two doses, please come back for your second dose. Tama ba, Doc? Yeah. So, a single dose does not give you enough protection against the virus. And usually, after a single dose, the immunity can also reduce no or go, go down no? after after a few months no so best to get two doses and best to wait two weeks after the second dose to think that you're protected no before you can relax so this was a very informative talk and and dami actually ako rin po dami ko rin i write and read about uh, covid and vaccination often as part of my job but i learned a lot from listening to you What if someone uh, listening to you now feels inspired to get into like the field of public health? Nakikita natin yung mga pangangailangan ng Pilipinas and naisip niya na I want to be uh, I want to focus on public health then or I want to get into medicine then. What's your advice for people who want to become uh, doctors in your field someday? So, uh, so I imagine uh, these are probably people in high school or maybe people in college, no? Yes. Well, first, I have to make a point na to practice in public health, you don't need to be a doctor. Okay. So, so you need you need to know three things. No? First, you need to have a, what we call a population perspective, no? meaning looking at health disease from a public point of view, no? uh, at the, looking at the health of millions of people, no? not just, at, not just uh, one person. Second, you also have to look at the effectiveness of interventions for the diseases no, or the problems of a country. And then look, third, no, is you need to look at the economics. Because since you're treating 
the whole country no, as your as your patient, no, the whole population as your patient, you have to use the most cost-effective interventions. Yan, tandaan natin yung mga sinabi ni Doc. And um, just like yung sinabi rin nung aming uh, previous guest, uh, si Dr. Edri Alcanzare, about public health, you really have to take uh, so many things into perspective. Lalo na within the context of, it, of the Philippines, you have to know yung history then. Uh, looking back at yung diseases and how how we've been addressing them in the past and how we can take that knowledge to improve what we're doing in the present and in the future. Ano ba yung general advice nyo, a piece of wisdom regarding our current situation, regarding the pandemic here in the Philippines? What would you want people to take away from this podcast? So even though we have the vaccines, we know that there's a shortage and the Philippines, most people will not be vaccinated until maybe first quarter next year. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been infected yet, you should continue to take precautions. Now, now is not the time to, to relax, especially with the surge now, which is more than twice the magnitude of the surge we had last August. You have to be extra careful. Keep thinking of the Swiss cheese model now, and put as many layers in between you and the virus no, as, as you can. Now is not the time to relax. Thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise with us. And, you know, at some point, maybe we can have you on the podcast again. Just stay safe, Paul, and thank you for the work that you do. Yeah, you're welcome. You, you should also stay safe. No? And thank you also no, for for doing the interview. Keep in touch and hope you get vaccinated na rin po. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Help us shine the spotlight on more Pinoy scientists by leaving us a rating and a review. Subscribe to our podcast to get new episodes every week. Always stand for science.